that that second summer were we did we know we were going to be roommates from like before sales sales school i don't think we did no, we knew we knew that like wednesday or thursday before going out to um, church, so. mm-hmm, that's right i didn't even know that was possible because uh, we we had our first summer together and just to bring some context to, to the listeners um we've mm-hmm. all we've all sold a book or two but uh i love this man jordan greenberg almost the most um he's the one who taught me how to have fun he's the one who like just totally taught me all the things that you don't get from southwestern but you also do like how to have fun yes but like how to talk to ladies right and <laughs> like i learned a lot from you on that george um but that was um, <laughs> for those listening yeah for some context oh yeah jordan and i sold um in 2013 and 14 in the same orgs together um he sold books out of the, the great state of kansas even though he's from chicago go ku i mean they they have rock their, chalk if if you basketball season broke a streak this year we won't mention it let's not talk about it let's not exactly. talk about it we don't need to <laughs> but uh, yeah you had a, a top first year summer you almost hit pc that first summer you were just like i don't even know what's happening but you were just like out there lighting the world on fire and that second summer was a little bit different but uh, that's okay right um, you know, I, I love you I, so much because you're real and you're funny and you're real funny, bro. I love having you on this podcast. I'm excited to have these conversations and reminisce on that second summer when we were actually roommates with uh, with our, our good, our friend Greg. Who, our wait, friend I, Greg. I told, I, told, I told him, you know, I like to see what's going on in Greg's life. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's start where we want to start. I don't know if you want to tell the story of how like you got recruited by Zach or anything crazy yeah, like that. I'll um I'll I'll start kind of you know I'll I'll abbreviate a lot of the first till we get to the second, but yeah, just to get yeah. some background. So I was recruited uh, by Zach Reesberg, who uh, a lot of the listeners probably know. He was he was around for a while. Um, uh, he was just giving a speech in like a psych class. And I was like, Mexico, $10,000, probably the same thing that everybody else saw. You know, sure, I'll, I'll check it out. I think I had an internship already that summer. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw Zach come in and do his little spiel. And I was like, I would like to make that much money. That sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> he said, we have to work hard. I didn't believe it. Um, he told me not to get a girlfriend. Um, I didn't listen. Um, but <laughs> you know, we've all made the mistakes. Um, but you know, I ended up deciding to go. My, my family thought it was really cool uh, to go out and sell. And I thought, you know, knocking on doors would be easy. Um, the first summer is, as we said, right. It went well. Um, my girlfriend did break up with me like week two. Um, yeah. cause that's how it happens. Right. It's okay. I'm happy now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, um, you know, yeah, did, did well, didn't really know why or how, just kind of found some randomness to it all. And, and as you said, had, had fun with it. I definitely got the cops called on me. I actually remember the first door I knocked on, I got the cops called on me. <laughs> um, first that. door. Okay. Yeah, I was with Zach. I was with Zach and I knock on the door and I'm nervous. I've seen him do one. I obviously had the sale, but I'm really nervous. So I knock on the door and it's some old guy who answers, you know, grandpa age. And I, I remember stuttering and being like, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Jordan. I'm looking for kids. Do you know where I can find them? 
And Zach just had to, he had to pull me away and be like, nope, he's, he, he's, it's an internship. And then the guy, we hightailed it out of there. Um, yeah, that was, that was a good first door. Um, but you know, yeah, it did well. And, um, boy, first, first summer was fun. Second summer. Sorry. I'm, I'm a little, um, under the influence. Um, second, <laughs> second, second summer, um, we were in the same HQ. It was me and you, we was just two second years and we had not a revolving door of, of third roommates, but you know, <laughs> revolving door well you, you um, had the most revolving i actually left before like Jordan yeah you did. was involved and other other and others who's actually this isn't i feel i feel bad i don't remember all of their names i think one i think it was thomas i don't know um yeah we were we were roommates and we had the best host family you could ask for oh yeah heather so- and charlie they're they're in Lemonster, Massachusetts, right? Where uh, mm-hmm. um, Will Metcher, um, Andy Laws, uh, Andrew Williamson all stayed like, mm-hmm. in prior years. And um, I remember it was a particularly hot summer, that 2014 summer. And mm-hmm. you know, I'd sold in, in Massachusetts the year before, and I was kind of bummed out that I was going back, man. But I wanted I to go. I wanted to go south. Yeah, sure, man. I was just happy that I didn't have to find a host family. So yeah, we we got stuck with uh, Charlie, Heather. We first stayed with Charlie's parents because they hosted. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, that's where he, dude, I still have that picture. I come across it every so often. You sleeping in their baby. (laughs) I was sleeping in a a baby's crib because there was no (laughs) other beds. Oh my God. And, and then, they, they were and so then, nice, right? So caring, and they were like, "Hey, let me show you how to navigate this little town of Gardner." And then we moved over to mm-hmm. Levanter, and it was just so fun, man. And uh, moving moving to Lemonster was really just the chef's kiss of the summer because because oh. it was it was Charlie and Heather and their new baby who had to be what like six months old, about one, just about one, about one, yeah, and. um they were just in this old, old, old um, house with their random roommate, Ashley, who was like kind of weird. Um, Red, <laughs> we'll be white dead. girl with dreads, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. With all that, right? Um, it was, she was just, she was, she always spent, she was just basically lived in like the attic. It was, it was weird. But yeah. they, they had to move away out of the house because there was lead paint and they had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we we found that out like midway through the summer. We were just like, well, it's not that much lead. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Yeah. It's crazy, mm. man. And uh, I, I loved Charlie and, and Heather because um, Heather is like a Harvard professor or something crazy like that. And yeah, she, she is. Total sugar mama to Charlie. Charlie. Like, I love skateboarding and doing all my passions, and I love my wife because I can do it, you know? He works, he works on the railroad. That's it. Oh, my gosh. How so, he, so like, for, like, seven months of the year, he just doesn't work. And then he's gone, yeah. just working constantly for the other, like, five or six. That's and right. he's, like, a railroad conductor. It's the, 
apparently you just cannot get into that profession unless you know somebody because it's very unionized. Right, right. I just remember he had some crazy love of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> like he would eat he had he would eat like pint at a time. I remember this. I don't know why. I don't remember that. That's weird. Oh my gosh. Did we did we make dinner for them one night? I think we made dinner a couple nights. Like that was kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. Is we were like family dinner on Sundays and uh one night in particular we made like enchiladas or something like that. And that's right. That that's just, that's like, right. Knocked it out of the park. That was that was awesome. You were the main cook, so props to you. Oh. oh yeah. And um, you, you know what really made that? You know what really made that second summer was our. We had the best breakfast place you can imagine. Yes. Mario's Homefield Mar- Diner. God, oh God. Mario's Mario's Homefield Diner. I just, I still think about it. Like when I have over easy uh-huh. eggs with toast and 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 sausage like that's that's where my brain goes <laughs> like, oh my and then the dipping of the toast like that's yeah it was so it was like 350 or four dollars for the full breakfast right? every day and every day it was awesome it because when we got there like even with greg who eventually quit right uh, we all got like a freaking group photo with mario because he loved us mm-hmm. immediately he loved will and andrew and andy I was going to say, he hosted them, too. Yeah. And and the the whole family, Mario's whole family was on Family Feud, right? Yeah, they were. They had a picture up. You need to find that episode. I just want to, like, one of the reasons I want to go back to my territory is to have breakfast at Mario's. Same. Like, that's one of the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a few other things that, dude, I want to go back with you. Like, I want to go back and, and just explore all the places. You can knock on some of the same old doors and be like, hey, remember me? And I'll be like, I, no, who are you? I don't know if I, I, I totally told you this. This is awesome because when I was driving, I actually, my fourth summer, I was wrapping up in, in Vermont and I was having to go help mitch johnson moved books out of out of his storage unit or something in new in rhode island so i drove through the turf that you knocked on in new hampshire and i stopped by if it was troy or one of the nearby towns troy. i stopped by i think it was um that it was it was that house that had like amber that girl who was just like all over you she's like Who's this yeah guy? amber what amber was one Amber was one of those girls that they tell you the stories about at sales school. Oh yeah, oh yeah. To stay away. <laughs> to stay away. <laughs> but she's, you know, we're hoping we're hoping she's doing well. You know, there's there's yeah. a lot of uh, unfortunate scenes we were able to see in New Hampshire and how people live their lives. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, live free or die. You know. <laughs> They mean it. They mean it. Oh yeah, exactly. So this is this is what was unique, right? About my summer is obviously I was just like, I'm gonna work so freaking hard. I'm never gonna take my book bag off. Every time I get into the car, I'm gonna put my seat back, and I just literally break it. Exactly, dude. I I injured myself and developed sciatica. You were there. You saw it. And so it was, it, honestly, I felt bad because it was, it looked painful. 
I didn't want it to be painful and I wanted to just work through it, but that just made it worse. And uh, yeah, okay. sciatica is where the nerve goes from the base of your spine in, down to the tips of your toes. That's your sciatic nerve, longest nerve in the human body. I was like putting on so much stress and pressure onto that, you know, part going into my right leg that I like developed sciatica where I'm having a limp to every door. It got so bad. I called you bet the sales manager and I was like, you bet this hurts. I don't I don't know what's going on with me. And she's like, go to a go get a an x-ray, like go to a hospital. And I remember I remember racking up like a huge hospital bill and actually she was like, go to urgent care and I got scolded for that because I got like a, a four hundred dollar bill that I just couldn't pay. And uh, so I, I found out what was going on with me over time. And I wound up like week eight or six or seven, somewhere in there. I had to. I think it was six. Yeah. So halfway through the summer, I was like struggling, man. I, I didn't start out well at all. However, I did kind of figure some things out where what I, what I really figured out is I was just moving too fast because they forced me doctor's orders to take a break every two hours while working, which they were like, take a 30 minute break every two hours. And I'm like, you bet, isn't it okay? And she's like, oh, she knew doctor's she wasn't getting money out of my sales that summer. <laughs> but like, I just like, I, I slowed down and I was limping to each door. And whether it was the pity or, or something else, I had like the worst rejection that I had ever had on doors to that point that week. Yeah. Like the, uh, I don't give a I don't give a shit if you're injured. Get off my property, like limp away, little guy. But I also had my favorite customers that I had my best week of the summer so far, taking a 30 minute break every two hours, and it was fun. I even gave us like a, a little part on the Sunday meeting that next week. Thing is, and I had to go home early because. It, I couldn't yeah, keep it up. It was the back. It was it was too bad. Um, and you know what? I I found that taking breaks throughout the summer was how I went about it as well. Daily, making <laughs> sure that you're taking breaks often. Um, I was not Tell the most. Work. You actually, we were we were very different. You worked harder than anybody, and probably you know. And I I didn't. I had a lot more fun, but I also didn't. You know. I did not I did not work as hard first summer either honestly I didn't work that hard but I had a lot of fun and I think I think that's why I probably if I sold any that's why because uh, I was having fun with people you know one time that that Amber and her mom called me once so I have the same cell phone number that I had back then like yeah. two years ago they called me and they were like we're doing yeah two years ago they were like we're doing the college prep for um, Amber's younger sister, who's yeah. now going into college prep. And they're like, we're doing the college prep. How does this work? And I'm like, oh, God, I'll try. I don't know. <laughs> it's, been, it's been four years. I can go through the math book if you want to do that. <laughs> it's color-coded. <laughs> yeah, so this way you can teach your kids. Um yeah, you you but you know you always say that I taught you how to have fun, but you taught me how to uh, how to work hard. So I think it evened out. I hey, we're all better for it, right? <laughs> have I a remember, fun summer. 
Oh my gosh. Cause I, I remember what, when I was having to slow down, right. And take it easy with work. I wound up the, the week after my best week following managers for the entire mm -hmm. day and just sitting in the car and following you, dude, that was such a blast. I followed Chase Partner. I followed Jordan Mirkovich. I followed you. And, bro, I followed you, like, two times. And you had, like, your had best days in sales. Of, yeah, like, I know. I had like, a, both summers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had, I had like, back-to-back -back double steak days or something. It was crazy. I'd never sold that well in my life. I just, the right <laughs> ingredients. Um, I, and that was the Troy town. That was Troy. And uh, what was the other town? Troy um, and... Keene, right? Keene, yeah, yeah. That was the neighboring towns. Yeah. And um, man, those were, those were some fun times because I had people only following me three or four days of that week. Yeah. Because I, when someone's doing well, they just put someone on to follow them. Right, right. Keep up that momentum. Yeah, exactly. They don't want people to like take a break like I probably would have. <laughs> oh man i remember you were adamant you were like the the day that i followed you a second time you were like i'm gonna drop you off at your car midway through the day and you just you just can you can drive home and like sleep in the bed or whatever and i'm just like no like i'm having fun i want to stay with you and you're just like please please um i i might be misremembering that or maybe they actually said a first year to work with you that day or something but, uh, I, I, I had one day, um, Whitney's, um, younger, the Becca, I don't oh, remember yeah. her name. Um, she followed me, but I think that was before. And then you, I think I might've needed you to just go home so I could take a rest. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like, ah, this is too much. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, Zach used to scold me scold me for taking breaks my first oh, summer i i would hope that he did <laughs> well you know i was the first two weeks i was really diligent and then my other our other roommate philippe philippe um who was who dated hannah that's how he got into it um he he called me one day because my car broke down so i was on foot i had my phone so i could meet up at the end of the day and he calls me he's like hey do you want to go to like the park <laughs> it was like uh I, I can't walk there it's like six miles he's like i'll pick you up and then from then it was just it was over it's fine i had 100 units a week it's okay i had 200 you know didn't realize how important it was to uh to work hard <laughs> <laughs> oh man so, that gets you into trouble, not during the summer, but during deliveries. Yeah. A bunch of weak units. Weak units don't work. Eh. Yeah, they do. But more on that another time. We more don't on need that to book. We're, we're done with that, right? I'm not. Now, no one listening here is selling books, and if you are, go sell books. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to podcasts. Small plug for some of those people is like, Four summers is the greatest thing that I ever did for my professional acumen and my skill set. Like, I'm I'm like starting to run shit here in a sales organization. I did for the last organization I was at in life insurance. And it's all because I like knew how to 
write out a sales talk. I also knew how to write out training for new recruits and like process and systems. Like it's a playground where you can actually learn the raw skill, you know? Because now, now businesses are like, hey, run Facebook ads and generate your own leads that way. Like people are trying to get off doors in a lot of sensible ways, but also to the detriment of that that capacity to develop the 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 play and the the the, inter- mm-hmm. the ability to read people and and whatever you you want to describe it as. But there's just so much that gets learned when you talk to. 3,000 families. 1,000 people. <laughs> 3,000 families. That's the line. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. You know, I, I definitely, definitely unquestionably where I am today because of it. Like, it's, yeah. I didn't, you know, like with how I did in school, me doing Southwestern helped me so much. So the two years I had were awesome, but for going back to third year, it was like, Ooh, I am in debt, so I should not <laughs> do that. <laughs> not a good idea. Oh God, I didn't because I I I I sold books well, but I I didn't like to crew people at the end of the summer. It, so I I all the you know I'd get a lot of weak units, and then they wouldn't you know they wouldn't pay. So you know I didn't ever have great summers except for my first summer. And then I also add on the whole not really wanting to work that hard thing. A little bit. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I I just think about because every every time I've had an episode, I love to ask people, how did you have fun on doors? And like, do you have any crazy stories you want to share? I mean, I can think of a few just from those few days that we were on doors together. And like there was a lady who was swimming in, um, in her oh, she was swimming in her backyard pool. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you tell that. Did, story, did, did, wait, now I don't remember. I remember going up to it and asking to get into the pool. Yes. And we, I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, because I have a, I distinctly remember a picture of me in a pool after finishing <laughs> a. Listen, I knew she was going to be outside for like 15 minutes. She's in a pool. She's not running inside. She'd trip. <laughs> so I was like, perfect opportunity to approach. I, I loved the, the weird approaches. Like, if it wasn't knocking on a door, it was much better for me. Right, right. You're just kind of catching people on, uh, like, out of nowhere. They're like, what the heck? Okay, what are you doing? Okay, all right. I I think my second summer was when I knocked down all those mailboxes. I think I knocked down like 11 mailboxes my second I summer. You telling me about knocking down mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just would not, like when I was reversing, this is, this is not safe, but when I was reversing, I just would not look behind me. I'd be like, they'll wait, they'll, they'll stop. And I took out like, a lot of mail. Like I remember two people actually made me replace their mailbox. Made, like get the cement mix, put it in, wait for it to dry. I had to spend like an entire morning <laughs> making cement mix and putting in a mailbox. It was like a really nice mailbox that I just destroyed. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I think I hold the record for most mailboxes in this summer. I mean, 11, it's, that's more than, that's once a week I'm taking out a mailbox. You're a, you're a crazy motherfucker, George Greenberg. <laughs> I gotta look behind you. I, I remember one time I hit a mailbox before I had talked to a family. Like I hit the neighbor's mailbox and then I knocked and that was my approach. It was like, is this your mailbox? <laughs> I think I hit it. Also, I'm Jordan Greenberg with the Southwestern. <laughs> oh man, that's fun. Now you you got you got hurt about midway through the summer, but you had a fair amount of sales. You had fifty families that I had to deliver to. Is that right? Right about that number? Something like that. Something like that. I wrote up about a thousand units in six weeks. The prior summer I wrote up twelve hundred. And so I was like real proud of myself for, you know, kind of being on track to hit growth or whatever. But mm-hmm. you're right. I just had to putter out with those fifty or so customers that you went and delivered for me. That I went and tried to deliver for you. I had some success. Yeah, I you had some like people, 700, almost 800 units. So. Yeah, I had some people that were not down with the cause, and they're like, "Who are you? You're not the guy I bought from. Is this a scam?" I was like, "No, he got hurt. I'll call him. Like, this is the books. It's, I'm, I have them." Right. I I always loved delivery week. That was my because there's no schedule. It's just work and deliver as much as you can, but. I really bought into what Hannah Reesberg sold about, said about upsells, upsells, which is they have their checkbook. Just it's already out. They're already buying. Back it on. It was the best. Oh man. Remember, and also. Go ahead. No, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'll be honest. Oh, sure. Well, I remember that you told me about a customer, customer of mine. Can't remember his name, but I like, sold this this kid so emotionally that they like pushed you away they're like you're not nickly refused or something like that and i i like was sitting down with the dad and the kid in the backyard and i think i had a first year following me and i was like you know not maybe not even Mm -hmm. that i i just felt like there was this really emotional conversation regarding the kid being bullied in school and me selling the book as a way for him to gain confidence so that even if he oh, doesn't God. Bully, he'll still be like oh. confident in himself. And they're like, and, and the kid was like, yeah, I would be confident with these books and I would do them. And the dad's like, are you sure? Like, you're not a smart kid at all. Like, are you going to do this? And I'm just like, oh, hey, man. Yeah. I mean, if you're telling him he's not smart, then he needs these. I like, hate those so. parents. Those parents make me so angry Sometimes that you're not going to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, I, I had this one, this one kid and I'll never, it was my second time. I'll never forget it. It was like early on. The mom invites me in really friendly, just like offering me like meatballs. Like she's making dinner. So it's gravy yeah. time. And um, she like sits me down and I tell her what I'm doing. And she's like, great. I'm going to invite my daughter out here. She's, you know, 16. Um, if you can get her to say she will use these, I will buy everything in your box. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 
All right, time, time to, time to, let's go. This is a whole bag. Let's go. And um, I, I just, this daughter was just so. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't remember. She just would refused to say she was, she was interested in using them. I was like, don't you think they'd be helpful? She's like, yeah, they would be helpful, but I wouldn't use them. I'm like, God. Like, you see how this would help you with, with math and then writing a paper? Would you use this at least for one paper? She's like, yeah, I, this is perfect. I'd never use it. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, do you, do you have customers that stand out, you know, ponies, if you will, that you'll never in your, like, a million years forget? Yeah. Um, I only have, I have one for my first summer and I have like three or four for my second. My first summer pony was, so this, this actually relates to a story earlier in the summer. It's like week two and I approach this house, family's outside and the dad is furious at me for coming into onto his property and he starts chasing me with lawn loppers and yeah. Right. And then I, I get in my car, I hightail it out of there. Right. So okay. five or six weeks later, I'm in the next town over. And I'm talking to this lady and she's like, Oh, I've heard of you. My, my did my ex-husband attack you? <laughs> and I was like, maybe she was like long loppers. And I was like, Oh my God, he did. That was him. She's like, I feel so bad. He's here. He's ready to apologize. Um, and then he bought like, he bought the whole bag kids through kids through like not, not extended, but kids through math and science and history and all that. That's impressive. That was, I mean, it was all out of him just feeling bad for trying to attack me. <laughs> <laughs> he was not going to buy. That's hilarious. And um, that was the first summer you said? That was my first summer. The second summer, there's this family that I distinctly remember the stay at home mom and her husband was a fireman. And they had a, two kids. One, I think his name was Charlie and like Evan. They were, they were boys. One was like five and one was three. And they were just the nicest people ever. They got it. You know, you know, the people who get it. And they were just like, yeah, this sounds awesome. Let's buy it all. And then I went back for, you know, they bought all the kids stuff and I went back for delivery and I, they bought all the adult stuff or the high school stuff too. Nice. They were, they were, they were really nice. We like They're good nice people. Ones. I think it, I, I love the nice ones. Mm. They make it worth it, man. It's, it's so they do. like, because I'm still in sales, I'm still knocking on doors. Um, I've I've knocked on like fifty thousand doors in my day, man. And wow. it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, let let me be honest. I padded that with like the knock and no answers, but I've had probably that's a knock. Exactly, exactly. I probably had 20, your knuckles are calloused. Right. No, I figured out how to prevent that. So not anymore. <laughs> um. Take take the pen and go. Oh wow, that's 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 so simple. How did I never think of it? I'm so angry. Yeah, Mike, thank you for that tip. <laughs> so, because you don't want that knocker's knuckle, but it, it's crazy to me having knocked on, you know, dozens of thousands of doors that it's like so hard to just find those nice people. I mean, so hard. I mean, that's all we, our self-talk was. I'm just looking for cool moms, open-minded moms, you know? 
but and so you can simplify it and like you know make it through but at the same time it's like such a small percentage of people are just buyers or even if they're not they're just like so open-minded and patient or excited and happy and they're like treat you as a full-on human right they respect yeah. you they admire you man i i just i'm 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 again i'm like upset right that there aren't more of those people in the world mm -hmm. imagine what life would be like if everybody was like that you know it'd be too easy to sell books wouldn't no, be yeah, you, you wouldn't grow you wouldn't grow <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny i only remember one one of the really mean people just one and it was the one guy who wouldn't give me water he was very mad at me for knocking he was I, furious I definitely had one of those so and he, i was like I, sometimes when they're really mad i just try and ask for something that any reasonable human would give me like oh can you know do a top can i like stand in the shade whatever and i was like can you fill up my water bottle can i use the hose and he was like no you can't get off my property and i was like I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like mercury in it and all this stuff. It's like an appointment. Come on. <laughs> better for you. So mad. Oh right. God. Those people are funny. So yeah, I were I, there was a story that stuck that I just got reminded of while we were talking. Yeah. Um in my in my second summer when my car was not working out, I had to walk. And um that this is I, this is after <laughs> that that car was a piece of shit. It was so bad. There was there was no bumpers, no headlights, and no brakes. I had to use the handbrake. Car was that car was, was an accident waiting to happen. So you crap. were you were on foot this week, eh? I was on foot this week, and I remember that the town was really upset um, because I didn't have a permit for that town. I was in a new town, and I didn't get walk to the police station first. I started knocking. And uh, the co cops obviously got called on me and the cops like heard about me from other towns. They were like, it's okay. Just like, um, don't knock in here until you get a permit. So come back tomorrow and get a permit to which I said, sure. And then I continued to knock um, just on a different street. Yeah. I'm walking. Right. Yeah. And um, not an hour goes by and the cops get called again. Um, and they're like, all right, get out get out of the town. And I was like, uh, I remember saying to the cops, I don't have a car. Can you give me a ride to the town? And they're like, no, <laughs> just walk. So uh, there I am middle, <laughs> middle of August walking down a highway. <laughs> 95 degrees, just uh, walking on the shoulder. <laughs> And you couldn't be like, hey, Nick, I know you're in the next town over. Because first of all, I was gone by that point in the summer. Gone by and that second point. Second of all, that's against the rules, right? Exactly. <laughs> Can't call anybody. Oh, my God. Oh, that was hilarious. I, I, think my favorite, I think my favorite story from my second summer was the time I got citizens arrested. Oh. This oh. Is, they oh, I know this one. It all kind of blends together. I think it was my second. It might have been my first. Yeah. I, the problem is I had the same car for both, so it's hard to distinguish. Right. I remember right. the car. 
Um, anyway, I'm in the town and, you know, I, I'm going down this one road. I've been doing well. And um, I knock and I, you know, the family rejects me. They don't have any kids. So I start, you know, prospecting for other families with her. Um, and she's very uncomfortable. And she, she's like, no, I won't tell you anything. So whatever. I continue walking. And then I go to like this house a little bit down the road. Um, no one answered. It's fine. So I can, I'm driving and she steps, the lady who is a little weirded out, steps out in the middle of the road and calls her boyfriend over who takes my keys. And she's like, Scott, Scott take his keys. We're citizens arresting him. He's working with a pedophile because the house that I knocked on after theirs was a pedophile registered and he didn't answer. So I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm just selling books. You heard the spiel. And she's like, no, you're working with him. I know you're giving kids information around town. Um, and she, so they, they taken the keys out of my car and they're like, call the police. Neither of them had their phone. I was like, do you want to use mine? <laughs> so they, they use my phone. They call the cops. <laughs> and the cops come and they're like, yeah, that's Jordan. He has a permit. Did he show it to you? And she's like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he counterfeited it. I'm like, no, that's the real one. And the cop comes up to me and they're like, Jordan, technically because they took your keys, it's considered a kidnapping do you want to press charges? <laughs> I was like, oh, I just remembered. No, I, I have to knock on doors. <laughs> I got to get back to work. Oh, man. No, like, just don't no, knock on this street. Like, lawyers in your family or something where you'd already been through an experience like that, you would have just, all right, let's Out. do this dance. Let's do it. Now you'll learn. That's great. <sighs> That was so fun. That, I think that might have been first summer, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was. I think that was first summer. Oh, wait, you're saying second? I thought it was first. Connecticut, Connecticut. Cause, uh, Connecticut, first, that, yeah. I remember hearing that at a Sunday meeting with, like, uh, um, gosh, Jen, what is her last name from Creighton? Jen, or Jenny Shorgle. She was, like. Jenny Shorgle, that's right. That of course I remember Jenny. I haven't talked to her like more than twice since that first summer. It's crazy. You know, she was at Kansas. Yeah, she went to grad school. Yeah. 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 I I almost saw her one time during alumni weekend when I went back to Kansas, but it just didn't work out. We tried. It would have been really fun. Yeah. She's actually friends with a girl that I dated in college. Oh, cool. So weird. Coincidences. (laughs) Silly stuff. So, uh, yeah, this, this was like so long ago, man. And it's all like, it's it just like, because you're in it doing nothing but books for like eat, sleep, breathe, and then maybe a, a nap or two or a break maybe, but, or three. Uh, right. It's all you think about though. So it, like, it really feeds its way deeply into your life. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, as we've noticed, not just in these podcast episodes, mm-hmm. but like in the conversations with any alum out there, it's a little too much of a core identity thing for people. And especially when it comes to the commitment side of things and like leaving and never leave, it's the greatest place to, to build the skills and character, um, which I have a hard time arguing with, but I have a hard time agreeing with in terms of yeah. like compensation and 
Um, like yeah. treat people as more than just the number sometimes. Um, a lot of the culture has improved uh, since we both left. That's good. Oh my gosh. That's it's, good. It's really, really great. Um, I've you know, spent time with Shane Blake, living with him in Colorado mm-hmm. um, and seeing how he's running his organization. It's, it's awesome. But what were you going to say? I was going to say, I know some of the people who are leaders now right yeah. the the Asia's the Danny's they're such good people that like I I know that at least people are being treated right and, and that's not to say that Yvette and Grant and whoever was our leaders weren't good people but right. the people that that I know I I can like personally vouch for them so mm-hmm. it's good to see that they're in leadership and I know they're they're obviously good people and it's crazy, like remembering all the time that, you know, we were first in the business while they were first in the business. And, you know, I remember meeting Asia in Boston and, and Danny yep. was just like this, like, oh, I'm going to go hit on strangers, but, you know, the Quincy market and all this stuff. He was 17. He was 17. <laughs> the guy hadn't had a drink yet. And he was like, his first drink was like a sizzler. It was yep. incredible. Yep. So great people they're running the show and they're yeah. doing some innovative things i helped them uh switch over to zip recruiter uh as a method for oh, really because of the pandemic so That's cool. yeah when i was living with shane blick um they they were starting to do online recruiting and i was like here let me like build out the system for you guys and make it work and you know take notes on everything and then i actually trained i hopped on some zoom training to train some other people um and they actually like made it work and it's just like wow cool good for them i recruited Shane awesome. top 10 first year but uh or something close to that but anyway um there's there's such good things going on with that now which is awesome but i don't know if you've got time or the desire to talk about like your post southwestern life um you could talk yeah, about sure. how it's been helpful you could talk about um you know a- anything you want so well yeah i uh, i do have some time so um we're post southwestern life i'll just you know i I know you know this but there is so much more money to be made outside of southwestern it's 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 true um and and for people who crush it for people who crush it no maybe but for people who just do well or kind of well yeah um (laughs) so post post life southwestern i always like to say that post life southwestern um, obviously, it, it kind of sticks with you. It's it's the my, so my fiance Sarah is so fucking tired of hearing these stories. So it's good to vent. She's like, oh, another book story. Oh, figures. Um, same with everybody I work with. But right, it helps so much in getting a job. Being able to speak to it. people are people see it on a resume, and most of the time you only put things that are work things that a high schooler couldn't do on a resume. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, that, that's how I, you know, I like to think about it. And right. you, it's very hard to do Southwestern. So people always see it and they're like, I looked this company up. What did you do? What were you? What? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked 80 hours a week selling books door to door. It's not a big deal. And they're like, no, 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 no. What did you just say? Tell me more. I got to hear this story. Right. So it gets you in a lot of doors for interviews. But the first job I had after Southwestern was a couple guys that had done Southwestern. Right. It was a offshoot of Tom James called Gentleman's Cooperative. Um, Mike Bernstein and Nick Roy. Um, 
they sold Tom James and then they started their own clothier, clothier, haberdashery. And I did that for a while. <laughs> um, similar commission structure, uh, Southwestern, uh, which is a tough way to, uh, to go about it, especially selling suits because you're not coming across many people who want to buy suits. Um, but that was, that was only about a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other, you know, the other jobs aren't, you know, they're not the coolest, right? Is logistics that cool? No, right? A lot of people work in logistics, especially in Chicago. But That's what you're up to now, yeah. Which is which is how I got to where I am, which is, I'm not doing, but I was doing before this. Oh, okay. um, yeah, clear, clear. Um, and it helped me get in the door there. And it helped me speak to, you know, being able to sell door to door and, you know, move quickly at a customer base. Where I am now, it's from the logistics supply chain data technology. It's not as, not the coolest, but I definitely got it because of Southwestern still. You know, I was tied with another person uh, for the hiring and they were like, you sold books door to door. You probably have some grit. You probably can handle rejection well, <laughs> which which I can. Um, and I, I guess, you know, a lot of the, things that I still say are from books, hours, demo, you know, hours, attitude. Um, what is it? Coachability. Um, I, I, I'll t so people on my team get upset. You know, I used to sit in the office and be like, Hey man, control the controllables. And they'd be, they would just be so upset at all these bookisms that I have. Um, I get pissed. Uh, what's, what's my, that's control controllables is probably my favorite one. That's the one that I think everything is so simple. I'm not going to care about this because I can't control it. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> I can control how hard, I, how hard I work, the attitude I have and how willing I am to learn. That's what I can control. And I, those are the, that's, I've trained salespeople. You have too. Those are the things that I try and make sure they know. Mm. Those three things. That is my opinion, the pillar of sales. Oh yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's funny, like I, I reconstructed a, a training manual for life insurance and I was putting in like um, the, the layers of schedule. Well, what is schedule? What is it not? Right. And just like breaking it all down and and like to all of the agents that I was training that had already sold some things, they're kind of just like, oh, oh, no, it was the new hires that that I was training that were just like really real awesome studs they broke rookie records um just like selling ten thousand in ap in a week you know in their second week because i trained them so well it was awesome uh, yeah these, these people are kind of like uh this stuff is kind of obvious but when i don't talk about those things right which is what i was trying to do before i made this training over again for this company is there was like inconsistencies, people not, you know, virtual agents that weren't showing up and, um, you know, getting training because their schedule was off, right? And they're not putting in the work and, you know, hours them of attitude, whatever. And mm -hmm. it's a stark contrast when you don't train on that and when you do, even though people are like, oh, we get it, you know, it's just like <laughs> platitude. Just, just put it into their brain. You know what? You know what other saying sticks out to me and I didn't think it would because she wasn't my manager she wasn't in my on my team and she she was in the org but 
I never worked under her directly. I never followed her. I just remember her saying it on Sunday meetings. It's a numbers mm. game. Who? Who said that? Jess. Jess. Um, oh, Joel's. Yeah. Yeah, just Bauman. Is that right? Buman. It's a numbers yeah. game. Just now. It's a numbers game. Yep. It's a numbers game. She was always so like, whatever game. about it. Yeah. Like, do you guys not realize this? It is a numbers game. And that's true with sales anywhere. It's, you well, know, yeah, see more and sell more. Favorite, right? That was his favorite. KJ. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, well, because it's true. Yeah. I mean, now I'll, I'll say some of the things that I used to say then, which is like, yeah, I like to crystallize my, you know, schedule and my, you know, what numbers I need to get to. And my, you know, my, my manager, you know, now is like, he's like, crystallized that's a great way to say it it's exactly right i'm like <laughs> you know well, they they told that to me 10 years ago <laughs> right <laughs> oh man crazy what was i gonna ask um what was your experience like uh what was i gonna ask was it let me noodle you can talk i'm just noodling Insert elevator music here. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was so for me? Leaving Southwestern was was tough because I was still young enough to really like be in it all and be in like the college of it all. Um, and I, you know, I had crushes. Yep. We all do. We all I had book crushes. <laughs> we all did. If you didn't have a book crush, you're a liar. Hey. Uh, hey. I, 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 I think I fell in love every week looking at the pace setter. Um, but <laughs> um, leaving Southwestern, <laughs> leaving Southwestern, I, I don't know. Was it a was it a weird experience for you? You were there longer than I was. When I left, I basically only kept touch with you, Kathleen, and Whitney. Hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit of Andres actually, but that's about all. So, you know how I left Southwestern because you were one of the first people I called after I left Southwestern. I remember that. Yes, that's right. You had a you had a you had a tougher leaving than 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 an than average show. Than Matt, most people, and I've alluded to it in all these episodes here of getting fired. Um, that's I, I like. I feel like that needs to be like its own special thing. I don't know. It's also so like so okay. negative. Okay. I don't even want to bring a, it up. a Nick T special. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but when I left Southwestern, because of some dick jokes that I said that people didn't like, and they called it sexual harassment. You know, that's, that's right. That's that's what. Yeah, 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 yeah. You that's had yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really core shaking traumatic moment, right? Because of my identity is now so different. Um, I, it galvanized me, it fired me up to say, screw you guys, I don't need you to be successful anyway. And I moved to San Diego. You don't. That's fair, right? We can't argue with that, We're, we know what's possible. Um, but it's also like, I worked so hard, I put the blood, sweat and tears, I full-timed that spring. So when I left, um, I had some people yeah. that thought that I like straight up quit and broke my commitment to my org and all this stuff. And I had to, I had to be proactive in getting the actual story out to people. And um, everyone was like, 
quick to let go, right? It's it's easy for them to just stay in the bubble and stay busy and not make time. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I recognize that and I don't take it personally, right? I don't think they were ignoring me to ignore me for any spiteful reason. Um, because when I did reach out and when I did care about them, it was it, it became mutual. And so yeah. that that is one thing that I was adamant about is maintaining the, the genuine relationships I had. And, you know, clearly I was living with Shane Blick, who's still in it over there in Colorado. I was, um, you know, able to. You're going to my wedding. People, I'm coming to your wedding. Hell yeah, I'm coming to your wedding. Actually, you're in town already. So don't leave. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's it's right. there. So, so you're, it works. Your wedding going to be down here then, huh? Yeah, it's a year away. Okay, cool. I won't leave. Sure. You got time. <laughs> I'll pick you up. How about that? I'll drive you down here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when I left, man, um, the frustration really was just built on how easy it is for them to be so into what they're doing that you don't mm -hmm. matter near as much. And when you want to have the same levels and uh, kinds of conversations that you used to, um, it's like, oh, hey, I got to go, you know, type stuff like it, it doesn't seem as as in depth. Now, there are a few people, you know, shout out to um, like Vicki Varberg. Uh, my friend Alan Taro is a big reason why I was able to live there in Colorado. Um, you know, I love catching up with uh, people like Danny and Asia and all that. But um, I just like it, it's easy to ache for that same thing that you were talking about. That's yeah. Like, you're all working your freaking yeah. tails off. You've got ambition. You got dreams. You all support each other. You tell the funniest of jokes, have the funniest of stories, do the coolest of things, go to the coolest of places. Like, what's not to love about that? Despite the you know the effort that needs to go into it, um, like all of the the auxiliary benefits were so 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 real. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it other than like. You're in a hole, like you're diving underwater, and now you're a fish. It is. <laughs> it is an inter it, It's interesting because it's unlike anything that I've done, and it's probably unlike anything I'll do as well. Right. Um, <laughs> I was in a fraternity in college. Nothing like the same experience. There's there's nothing that's quite like the kind of memories and like. Um, <clears throat> mind changing way you approach things than Southwestern. So I'll always love it for that. And, right. uh, it, it, it's fun. I, I wish I were closer with some of the people that I was close with. Yeah. That that's how it happens though. You know, I mean, you just don't, you just don't keep in touch because you don't have as much in common as you did. Cause you had everything in common. Everybody did the exact right. same things. All the drama, you still take all the, like the execs, man. Bro, doing execs at the end of the morning was fun. <laughs> oh my god, we would do cripple execs, we do zombie execs, we do yeah. super execs. <laughs> uh, T Rex execs. Oh my god. Oh, uh, did did um. Never mind. I forgot. Okay. That's that's the influence. That's fine. <laughs> But yeah, man, there's nothing like this thing. In fact, that's the big reason why we made this podcast is kind of to capture that same energy in a bottle a little bit and, you know, kind of share it with all the people in the community. Like, I'd love for you to, to share this with anybody you remember, like Whitney, 
like Kathleen, anyone else beyond that, like Zach or anyone else to share this episode. Like, um, you know, who was really, who was really first year, but like not Kathleen, but Catherine from Kansas. She date she like brought on her boyfriend and then he like got in a car accident and his spleen exploded. Oh, yeah. Yes. Catherine, I'm trying to remember her last name. But I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember her last name either. <laughs> that is, that is. Oh yeah, I have oh, my question. I remember Catherine Do you still yeah. take cold showers? Yeah, you're right. That's it. Um I I have period, but no, not right now. I, I too have periods. I think that that's uh, maybe, maybe some people hate it. I like it. It kind of brings, I, if I'm in a cold shower, I'll do the same screaming. I did. I'll do the same screaming. I used to, (laughs) it's the same thing, you know, but, um, I kind of miss the cold showers. I'm going to be honest with you. I like them. When it, when it hits man, I think of the quote that we picked up underneath the shower head. Though credit belongs to the man in the arena, whose face is marred with blood and sweat and dust, um, who knows the great devotions of this and that. Like, that's such a powerful thing, man. Thinking about going into the arena of life and just challenging yourself and, and engaging other people to do things that are great, man. Like, uh. Do you remember Pyramid Dog? Pyramid dog, baby. Pyramid dog for life, man. He did so many push-ups. <laughs> so, for context, people listening, uh, we had this dog in our HQ year two that we was weird shaped. He was shaped kind of like a triangle. So his front paws, he looked like he was yoked. He was so strong. So we just made up this rumor that he did push-ups every hour. So we we would have a timer on our watch to go up every hour and we would do push-ups for pyramid dog pd push-ups pd push-up and i forget his name it was uh it was like taika or something it was like we we made up names for all their dogs because we couldn't remember them all the dogs (laughs) yeah i was like nah he's he's a ryan (laughs) i can see it (laughs) i actually hold on i just came across that photo of me cuddling with pyramid dog like i just the other day yeah this one number one hq Uh, oh oh that's oh my god yes i put that as my cover Uh, photo look at that it's it's amazing we were the number one hq we were like that it's fun (laughs) i'm just cuddling i'm like naked cuddling their dog Oh my gosh! Oh, oh yeah, and number one HQ because every every I think I think it wasn't every hour that we did push-ups, but that was what we we respected Pyramid Dog because we knew that's what he yeah. did. So to honor mm-hmm. him, I think it was like every day at noon we noon we did push-ups, and then we'd hold the number one HQ in the air, and we all did it at the same time. And I was like, "Do it today!" I did it, and you're like, "Yeah," and it was cool. I, I, <laughs> That was fun. And then, because that was, we sold to that girl, Amber. We both did push-ups in her front lawn. Because it was like, right. it was like mid-approach. And I was like, oh, sorry, it's noon. I had to do some push-ups. 
Um, what a pattern break. Yeah. Well, shoot, That's man. Fun. This is this has been fun. I I've got That's things fun. to do. I know you've got a, a girlfriend, a fiance, right? Fiance. Like the book thing. <laughs> so yeah, seriously. Um, what, what um, is this is fun though. March twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. Cool, cool. Here in in Sarasota, right? Yeah, yeah. Rock on. Well, I'm excited for you to just love life and um i'm not sure if you want to say anything else like any any lessons to impart wisdom words to say yeah i got a lesson i got some lessons yes have fun it's not all about work that's the best way i can say it because you're not going to enjoy work if you don't have fun you're not going to enjoy work if you don't have fun and that's that's what i loved about living with you man i i never forget the, the times that we spent together, even the stories that you told me of spending time with other people, like with Vincent Yurkovich, and he was just kind of like a stick in the mud that summer. So you like drove up to a yard sale or like a, a pile of food things and like pulled aside and was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And you threw it in the back of your seat and went to the next house. And he's like, what? And just like showing people how to live life. <laughs> I have one more story. Go ahead. I have All one right. more story. Please. All right. Biggest rainfall in my second summer. I got this first year who's stuck in the mud. She's she's sad. She doesn't know how to have fun. And it's it's pouring rain. And I'm like, it's raining. Do you know what that means? It means we get to dance. Because you've never danced unless you've danced in the rain. So there I am dancing my ass off. Just in the in the street. And I'm like, I'm she's not having fun. So I'm like, all right, I gotta make this more fun. So I get on the roof of my car. On yeah. the hood, I, and I because you told me about it. <laughs> I just it's raining. I'm wearing chacos because I wore chacos every single day of the summer, and I'm I'm dancing and I eat shit, slip, and I pile drive my hood <laughs> elbow like the people's elbow right into the hood. <laughs> I have this massive dent in the hood of my car, and I'm like, well, that was fun. Let's go. <laughs> I'm soaking wet. I <laughs> have a huge dent. God, she, I think she had fun after that. I think she was like, wow, you can do whatever you want. And remember, you can do whatever you want because it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some things matter, but. Uh, yeah, okay. it's true. Whatever you're willing to listen to, that's what matters. There's, there's so much to be said for that, man. And I'm glad that you said that so many times around me because you've made me who I am, man. Almost more than anybody else I've ever worked with. And you have to. I love you, dude. I love you. Love you like, too, man. All, all the ways. And, you know, this is like the first time we've had like a, a full conversation since I like last saw you in person in March of 2019. That was a fun time, by the way. Uh, that was fun. St. Patrick's Day was wild. I know. Went to Detroit for a concert. Next day we're in. Patty's we drove gear. through the snow. We drove through the snow and ice at midnight. It was a bad idea. But we had those cricket t-shirts. I still have it. I, I will not get rid of that cricket, cricket t-shirt. <laughs> I wouldn't wear that to a It's the perfect shade of green. It's the perfect shade of green. Exactly. Oh, man. You should fly out early for your wedding, and uh, we can spend St. Patty's Day out here in Florida or something. Uh, I'll be down there. I'll be down there for a while. Don't worry. 
Nice. Well, hey, brother. Um, always good. I actually am recording this on my phone, so I wasn't able to go live on Facebook, um, which is fine, sad, but also totally okay. It's all recorded. Looks like we're live on YouTube, though, and we have, I don't know if anybody's watching right now. Probably not, but because uh, I'm, I'm, right, I'm not on the right YouTube channel, but uh, we're going to upload it. Gonna upload it to our Ponytails podcast YouTube channel. We're gonna upload it to our iTunes and and Apple. Um, we we're getting on all the platforms and getting things going, so that way you can share it with friends, family, whatever, if you want. Nice. Well, for anybody listening, when the world gets going again, come to Chicago and we'll have a shot of Malort. It's only Malort. That's all I'll drink with you. So enjoy it. It's gotta be Malort. Oh man. All right, Nick. Love you, Love you and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. All righty. Until next hey, time. Give me, give me, give me a joke. I got one. What do you? What? What's mine? Do you want to hear a joke about ghosts? That's the spirit, dude. I use that every day. That's the spirit, baby. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah, all right. Well, this is awkward. Right. And okay, I'll talk to you another time. I'll be bye. Bye.